Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen. I'm the lead handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And together we make up Heading Back to the Window, the Heading Back to the Window show, Scott. Well, we're kind of off to a uh, kind of off to a shaky start there. We're just, I'm just having all I'm having issues, buddy. That's that's what I'm saying to you. I've been without power. I got power back just a couple hours ago. I was without power all night. I didn't do a regular video. I didn't do a premium video, and everything's just my, my Spotify's not working. So we're gonna be without sound effects today. You guys are just gonna have to imagine what donkeys sound like. It's a, it's gonna be it's gonna be awful. Or you maybe you can just do the sound effects yourself. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, Brandon Kubas wants to know if we're going to talk a little UFC. I know you're excited about the UFC card this weekend. I am. I'll do a. I'll do a video tonight. It's either going to be my actual Scott Selections video, or I'll do a bonus one. But I'm definitely going to cover some of the UFC fights because it's a big card. I'm going to be entertained by it, and I got a couple thoughts as well. Very good. All right. Very good. And how'd you end up yesterday? Overall, went pretty well. Now, I have one winner for my play of the day yesterday. I had the Grizzlies team total under 114.5. Closed to 111.5, didn't matter. Finished at 104 after overtime. So I really picked a sweat-free winner before it was tied after 48 minutes. But 6-3 overtime, beautiful thing in the NBA. You don't see that that often. But... No, and that's a that's a nice, uh, you're really beating the line move there as far as the team total under goes. So that's a... Yeah, you're not used to seeing three points of differential or so. But either way, looking at everything else, I had a really bad beat for a 16-1 to parlay. I did a same-game parlay on the football game yesterday. <laughs> I had the Packers money line with Mercedes Lewis anytime touchdown score, and that paid out at 16-1. to Lewis catches a one-handed touchdown. Yeah, his foot was out of bounds, and he did not get another attempt in the end zone. Green Bay won the game, so I missed out on a 16-1 to by about, I don't know, the top half of his foot, give or take? Yeah, it was... It wasn't a. It wasn't even like a tippy toe close thing. It was no. It's just one of those situations where you got the guy who's about plus seven hundred as one leg, and he actually gets targeted in the end zone, which yeah. is half the battle. Makes the great catch. Makes the great yeah, one hander. Makes the one hander, and it's just right. like, nope, sorry, don't worry about it. <laughs> he forgot he was no longer in college because in college that'd have been a winner right there, bud. Yep, would have been. Uh, Nathan Stern in the house says, I don't know how the Warriors uh, shit the, the bed with the, uh, with a fatigue team. Well, Curry couldn't have shot for the entire fourth quarter in overtime. That's, that's very bizarre. Super sly in the house is happy Friday. <laughs> the one, an, another, another sad Warriors tale. Uh, I had the team total. So even though the Grizzlies won, the total went under for them. So somehow kind of threaded the needle on that one. You know what, Scott? I'm excited. I'm excited. I got. I, I've had news for the last couple of days. I've forgotten to share because we've gotten busy. We've gotten. We started talking sports and all that stuff. But the Savannah Bananas are coming to KC. Nice. You remember this is the, this is the team we talked about with all the weird rules. And I don't know how many guys saw our show when we talked about these teams. This team, but they play banana ball and they don't play it every game. But about. Six or eight times a year, they'll go and they'll play, and they play some at home, and they play some on the road. So here's some of the rules, and I want uh, I want you guys to 
I want everybody to come to KC to do this. I, it's the, it's a, the Kansas City Monarchs, a minor league, uh, unaffiliated independent league team, and the Savannah Bananas. Every inning counts, Scott. So whoever wins the inning, that's one that's one point. So if you if you win the first inning, two to one, uh, that's that's one point for you. It's one to nothing. First one to five wins. Time limit of two hours. If it's two hours, if it's, you're uh, you go to the tiebreaker format. One of my favorites, by the way. No stepping out of the batter's box. It's a strike. If you step out of the batter's box, no bunting. The batters can steal first. There's a wild pitch, pass ball. Batter could just take off. There's no walks. They throw a fourth ball. The batter takes off towards first base. Catcher has to throw the, the ball around to every defensive player before, <laughs> before that player stops running. Um, personal, My personal favorite, uh, any foul ball into the stand, Scott, if you catch it, what happens? It's an out. It's an out. <laughs> it's an out. So the crowd gets involved. The, uh, uh, the players... Uh, will be uh, so obviously if your home team and hits a foul ball, you don't want to catch it. You want to you want to drop it. You want to. There's no infield fly rule. So anyway, I'm excited about that. I want you guys, everybody. Uh, if you have an opportunity, if you're in the area, Scott said, "Are you committed? Are you coming, buddy?" Uh, you got to give me the dates on that, but I'll definitely look it's into it. It's May sixth. Okay. May sixth. You didn't think I was going to hit it that quick, did you? It's May sixth. I did, uh, knowing how excited you are, I'm actually not surprised. You have the date just memorized in your head already. I've, I've been to the ticket. I've been to the site. You cannot get tickets yet, but I'm on the I'm on the email list. As soon as tickets become available, I will be. Well, buying. that's well, that's still another reason. Even just besides the actual event, it's the fact that even though we've had a show together for about two years or so, we don't really see each other in person. Nope. Basically ever. Nope. So, yeah, it would be nice to, you know, get over to Kansas City and see what's up. There you go. Very good. We can uh, see the Royals, who might be in fourth place at the time. They could be mathematically eliminated by that weekend. So They could be. Perez might have 35 home runs. <laughs> That's right. Uh, T-Train's in the house. J.C. Stone in the his house. J.C. Stone wants to know if we're going to be doing a college football video. Yes, we're going to be doing it right after this. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take a little bit, break of about 10 minutes, uh, get a little cup of tea to refresh our uh, our vocal cords. Uh, maybe drain the lizard, and we'll be right back and going to do our top twenty-five college football video. So, which might be a little bit shorter than usual because there's, it seems like a decent amount of teams on by. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 definitely there's definitely a few. Um, what else? Oh, don't forget to smash that like button. See, it's got them getting better. I remembered it mm -hmm. in the first ten minutes, so that's something. So yeah, smash the like, subscribe if you haven't done that. Follow us on Twitter. You know, you know the drill. So anyway, I had another, I had another rotten day yesterday. Um, other than having my power go out, games were horrible. Uh, it was supposed to be raining a, a deluge with the, the monsoons there in coastal. It, it kind of calmed down. They scored a shit ton of points, and uh, Green Bay was uh, able to take advantage of two turnovers inside the fifteen yard line, and Rodgers did what Rodgers does, and an unbelievable. We'll get into that in a second. Unbelievable play to almost end that game. So anyway, let's uh, let's get started. No sound effects, Scott. No, my world is everything is upside down. Down is up, up is down. But let's do it. Let's just muddle through. It is uh, time to find out who took it in the shorts, buddy. Who thought they had a winner, only to have a victory snatched away at the last moment. It's time for call the cops. Woo, 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 woo. All right, here you go. 
Hey, if you had the Packers Cardinals over 50 and a half, <laughs> maybe you heard about this one already. <laughs> it was an epic bad beat. It's 24 21. Green Bay had the ball with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. First and goal at the three yard line. We'll just we'll just cut through the chase and say goal line stand by Arizona. We could spend another ten minutes on what was wrong with that sequence. So well, Arizona, what the hell was that delay of game taking on third down? Oh, well, they had no timeouts. Well, what was that? You mean why did they do it? Why did they take no, it? I know they had no timeouts, but worst case scenario, aren't you just going to sneak the damn thing? I don't know, buddy. I just found the whole thing bizarre. Yes, that that was a strange, strange set of. Uh, it was the whole thing with the whole set of downs was was very bizarre. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, and I I don't I didn't really care for the, the the personal foul penalty that set everything up down there. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was I, know, I thought that was a terrible call too. Yeah, that, whatever. That was very strange. So anyway, Arizona gets the ball left about four minutes. They execute their four minute drill to perfection. They go ninety four yards. They've got the ball uh, second and goal from uh, what about the six or so. 15 seconds left. And uh, one of the most bizarre passes and non-receptions you'll ever see, Scott. I don't know. Definitely up there. I don't know. I don't know how to explain what A.J. Green was doing. Completely had his back turned as the pass was in the air and never got his head around. And it was a great... Some people were trying to argue in a group chat I was in that he was a decoy in the play. No, he wasn't. He's isolated top of the screen, one-on-one coverage against a guy Green Bay signed about, what, two, three weeks ago from the practice squad? (laughs) I think that's the matchup you want. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't don't understand. I I never saw... you know, Green you, was the number one a red zone option because DeAndre Hopkins barely played in the entire second half. So I think he was basically the de facto wide receiver one. You got the matchup you wanted, and yeah, the Green just didn't turn around. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins was your was your decoy for pretty you know, much pretty much move. pretty much since the from the first quarter when he when he re injured when he when he tweaked it again. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Very uh, very strange situation there. And I think they uh, they deserved well. Both of those teams deserved a better fate and a worse fate. Can we uh, can we agree with that? Yeah, Green Bay. You can make an argument should have lost just because of the fact that you have first and goal at the three. You can't punch it in. If you let the team go ninety nine yards to lose the game in about two minutes, you deserve right. to lose. Right, and then you can make the case that Arizona deserved to lose because of all the stupid turnovers and the the, the ridiculous. Touching, touching the ball on the punt and then acting like you didn't touch it, like we're we're mm-hmm. like we're in the nineteen fifties and there's no fucking replay. Did you ever have you ever seen a guy look guiltier? I mean, there's always the uh, you always always throw your hands up like I didn't touch the guy, but that dude uh, just absolutely looked guilty standing there when you saw the replay. He knew he touched it. And he, uh, yeah, he knew he, he knew he messed up. You always have a couple of those where you end up seeing the punt returner kind of like half deke it, but not actually. I think of Kyle Williams in that NFC title game against the Giants, where he fumbled twice on the punt return for San Francisco. And the one hit his knee, and he starts to go after the ball, and then he backs up like, you know, I'm going to try to play this off. And it's like, no, we have video now. It's not 1970. Like, it clearly hit your knee. Right. Uh, Brown's backer in the house, by the way. He had Hopkins' first TD and the face mask. 
that was the correct call for the face mask. Hopkins didn't need to do it, but that's a pretty bad beat there when he's completely burned him and he just decides, I'm just going to grab this guy's face mask. Because even if you just shove him in the chest or just push his face mask, he's not going to get tackled there. Yeah, no. I mean, it's... I it, Here's the problem with that. <clears throat> I've seen more not called. I've, I've seen more egregious runner to defender face mask situa- face mask situations and not get called. See, I grew up watching Marion Barber run the ball for the Cowboys and he was the master of the offensive face mask penalty. He was the original guy who would just absolutely yank the defender's face mask basically off of their head and he would never get a call against them. I loved it as a fan, but just witnessing that, I was kind of wondering, shouldn't that be a penalty? You know? Yeah, so I'm kind of happy to see it go both ways, but that's a bad beat if you had Hopkins first touchdown. Yeah, um, yeah it really was. A couple, couple guys took it in the shorts yesterday as well. <laughs> I'm bringing that back. I don't even know. It's something my dad used to say. I, it, God knows how old that saying is. I never heard the expression before you started saying it. Well, I'm, I'm trying to bring it back, buddy. Hashtag took it in the shorts. Hey, fair you, enough. You got, you got another one. You got another bad beat. I do. Looking at one I actually had, it was Mercedes Lewis anytime touchdown at plus 750. <laughs> God. I mentioned it before because I had a two pick parlay with the Packers money line, but Mercedes Lewis makes a really nice one handed catch for a touchdown, has one foot out of bounds, so it ends up not counting as a touchdown. Next play, Rogers scrolls out, uh, sorry, rolls out. Lewis is wide open, middle of the field, and yet Rogers didn't see him, and he ended up throwing it to somebody else. Lewis never got another target in the red zone again, but he was on the field for a lot of red zone snaps, got a target, caught it, just had a foot out of bounds. So that's a pretty tough beat there for plus 750. Oh, that doesn't sound like our uh, bet the farm play ended well. It did not. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Hey, if you were watching hockey, if you'd given up on football and you said, what about hacky? Yeah, the Coyotes and the Lightning under five and a half. Well... Five goals with less than two minutes left. Now, this game, this isn't a pull-in-the-goalie pull situation, Scott. They were down three goals, so I doubt it. That's what I'm saying. But Tampa Bay just decided to score anyway. With 137 left. Sorry, guys. That was really a great play for 58 minutes and 23 seconds. However, it didn't work out for you. Game ended up 5-1. Call the cops. Yep, not ideal. All right. Um, okay, so this will be our opportunity. Somebody said the other day that we need a new sound effect for a rocking chair. And I tried to find like a rocking chair squeaking when we set this show up. I could not find one anywhere. So this will be our opportunity to try out a new sound effect. All right, you ready? Okay. Okay. Well, Scott, the opposite of Call the Cops. These are the victories that were uh, no sweat at all. You know who you are. You had the winner the entire way because you were sitting in the rocking chair. Eek, eek, eek. <laughs> I think I prefer the other one, to be honest. I like the I like the effort though, but you know, feel like the other one's a little bit better. All right, well, I'm a, I'm a work in progress in a lot of areas, my friend. We just get a sound effect of just I don't know somebody smashing a chair or something. <laughs> that's Does that very, work. Yeah, that's very good. All right, go ahead, brother. So first one was a game that I had. I had the team total under, but if you had the Grizzlies Warriors full game under 228 and a half, 196 in regulation, game went to overtime, but you had nine points in overtime. Game landed at 205. Nine 
points in overtime. That sounds like a monkey fight in the alley, man. It really does. I watched it. Uh, oh, here's a here's a nice beat from Miguel Anola. Said Edmonds had nine carries, finished with uh, with seven. He had three runs called back on holding penalties. That's, that's not fun either. That's not good. Edmonds is all. such a good player, and Arizona just never uses him. Nope. It's really weird. Zach Vaughn said we just made him laugh out loud in the office. You, you got to keep that down in case the boss is walking by. Although it's Friday afternoon, probably wherever you are, uh, the boss is gone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fuck it, laugh out loud. Glad we could do that. Hey, if you had the Jazz minus nine, Jazz. That was a, that was a nice, easy win over the Rockets. As you suspect, they might blow the Rockets out. They did. They were up by 21 at halftime. Didn't even take their foot off the gas. They ended up winning by 31. Scott, if you had the Jazz over the Rockets, you were sitting in the rocket chair. Can you believe it? The Jazz in the regular season, a very good basketball team. Who would have thought? Oh, I bet this is the year in the playoffs, buddy. I got a feeling. I'll tell you what, if there was a year, it would be this year because half the West is just dead. Yeah. (laughs) Just based on the injuries. So maybe they can make it past the second round for once. But anyway, look at the last one in basketball. If you had the Spurs and Mavericks under 221 and a half, 96 points in the first half, game landed 203. Beautiful. Sebastian A is in the house. He said, uh, holy crap, I finally caught y'all live. We felt the same way about you. I saw you pop in. I was like, holy crap, we got Sebastian here today. So it's uh, very good. Uh, Legacy talks about what we talked about the other day, about the NBA games have been trending under. I I said that earlier this week. That's why I keep taking unders. I just said that. Yeah. I just, for God's sakes. You you even listen to the show? I know you don't listen after we're done. Do you listen while we're doing it? I'm sorry, you say something? Okay, fair enough. What? All right, I'm. I'm gonna. You watch. I'm. Gonna, you're gonna do this sound effect. Um. Oh boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, I don't know. If you want to, I'll let you do the honors because you kind of set the bar with the rocking chair. All right, you chicken shit. All right, here we go. Let's find out who's wearing the golden feed bag today, Scott. Who is the Friday edition of Donkey of the Day? Me me That's not bad. That's not bad. Okay. <laughs> That's actually not that Jesus bad. Christ, we gotta get our sound effects back. <laughs> this one's going to the Radio Hall of Fame, brother. This is it. Mark this show. All right. Uh I think we've already talked about it a little bit, but I'll let you make it official, my friend. So looking at this one, we already talked about it. It's AJ Green. You're in the, you're on the goal line. You know Arizona has no timeouts. They have to throw it to the end zone. For the next two plays, kick a field goal on fourth down if you need it. But you don't even turn around. You're against a practice squad corner who just got promoted. DeAndre Hopkins is injured. You have ISO covered, which you spend your entire career dominating. How do you not turn around for the ball? What do you think's going to happen on the play? Yeah, see, you and I talked about that before the show. If that's a if that's a, a, a go pattern, a fly pattern, you're running down the field. You're okay. You don't turn around after 15 yards. Okay, that's understandable. But, but if there are other reads. But if you're on the play. if you're in if you're in the end zone, you're you're two and a half yards, three yards from out of bounds. That's about the time to turn around because you might be getting the ball. Yeah, you know Arizona's not going to want to waste that much time because they want at least two shots at it. So you're going to turn around throw it probably three seconds later. So look around for the ball. If it's coming to you, catch it. If not, then you can do your thing. (laughs) Right. There seems to be no downside to turning around looking for the fucking ball. Uh, T-Train said, 
keep that sound effect that I just did and move it to the end for a segment called You Bet Your Ass. That's not bad. <laughs> no, that is high quality shit right there, man. That was a great catch on the interception. Yes, totally agree. But you got to blame Green there because the guy only intercepted it after Green completely just did not even sniff the ball. You got to think at worst case scenario, Green would have broken up the pass. Yeah, worst case scenario, he was going to deflect in another direction, but he didn't even get a fingertip on the ball. Awful. Just awful. So, anyway. Um, so, what do we got? We got the World Series tonight. You excited about that? Uh, kind of. I mean, I don't, I'm not really rooting for any team in particular. I'm rooting for the guy in the comment section yesterday who said he has a free ticket on the Braves, so I'm rooting for you. Yep. But yep. as a whole... I got Houston in six. Did I bet it? No. That's just my thoughts on the series. Uh, yeah. You, are you excited per se? Because I know your team has been in it more recently than my team. Yeah. But I'm watching football most of the time, even basketball. So Yeah. What kind of, what kind of topsy-turvy world is that, by the way, where the Royals have had more recent success than the Yankees? Uh, okay. So here's a, an article says the play was called to the left. Kyler audible and Green Bay did not... No, and Green did not hear it. Or Green. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Green did not hear it. Oh, well. Uh, okay. Would... Well, you said did not hear. My question is, how do you not see the audible? You don't see the quarterback making a bunch of funny faces at the line of scrimmage? He's got a hand on. He's doing like a moose pose. You can't tell that he's kind of audibling the, audibling the play. Yeah, it was, you know, there was there was something definitely weird about it. Because A.J. Green, obviously, for as much as we're roasting him, it's it's not because he's stupid. It's not because no, he's he been gets, around for a long time. It's not he's because a very he, good receiver. You've been you've you've been probably a, a receiver for the last twenty years of your life at various levels. You know the turnaround in the end zone if the ball's coming. So I and mean, you make an argument. Well, he didn't know the ball was coming his way. That's fine. But your if your argument is he didn't know about the audible, then he's still at fault for not knowing that there was an audible. You're right. You're right. You're you're absolutely right. Either didn't hear it or didn't recognize it or whatever. So thought it was a decoy and it wasn't I don't know it was just yeah so as far as tonight's game goes you know you and I we were looking for you know various bet the farm plays as we always do we really do put our heads together for a pretty good period of time before the show starts and try to figure it out and we we looked at the baseball game and uh we had we had absolutely nothing yeah because well it's it's kind of the wild card situation with the Houston pitcher where you don't know what you you don't know what you're going to get with Garcia. You know the the Texas two step out there. Is he going to be absolutely nails like he was um, his his last his last time out when he went uh, five and five and two thirds gave up one hit? Are you going to get that guy? Or are you going to get the guy that got shelled his other two starts, um, giving up giving up uh, ten ten earned in uh, three and two thirds innings? So and I personally have more confidence in Anderson, but the Braves pull him extremely quickly. Yeah, they're not. They're giving him no, no leash at all. Maybe they'd give him a little more room if it was in a, an American League park. But they are they are playing going back to Atlanta for this one, and he's pitched fairly well recently. And they've pulled him in the third and fourth inning. So then you don't know yeah. what you're going to get as far as the bullpen situation goes. So we're going to watch it as fans. And you know, um, Browns backers has taken Atlanta in the over. That was first thought when I saw the lines. I wouldn't. I still not going to play the under in this series. I'm just not. I'm just not going to do it. As you've seen, we've got either team capable of putting up six to seven at at any point. 
And, you know, you know you're going to have a game where they're both going to do it. You just don't know which game it's going to be. So I certainly wouldn't play the under. If I if I had to gun to my head, if I had to play anything, uh, the over eight and a half would be my play. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. We mentioned flaws with both starting pitchers in this matchup. So I think that even if one gets shelled, you're in pretty good shape. The bullpens have been pretty good in this series, though. So maybe a first five over if you're a little bit scared. Yeah. But I do think that this is a pretty even pitching matchup. I think Anderson's a bit better. But you can make an argument that they're both up and down and both offenses have been pretty streaky in the series so far when both games are decided by multiple runs, one team winning either game. So the series has looked dead even and the pitching has been a little bit, this pitching matchup's just really tough to call. You just blindly take whichever team's plus money and just hope for it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the way to do it. I think it's, it, it, you're going to, or bet, bet the zigzag. Bet the, bet the zag. We've had the zig. Now bet the zag. Mm-hmm. Um, Sebastian, or uh, was it, was it, um, it scrolled up too fast, guys. Uh, oh, Lawrence Anthony said, if you had the under last night, the gambling gods love you. That's absolutely right. So, uh, by the way, the next time you catch a really bad beat, if you had the under last night, and uh, if you catch a bad beat this weekend, you can't bitch about it. That's the rules. Reminder, by the way, if you had the, if you had the over in that game, even a field goal and you have overtime. You see, uh, T Trade just put the stat in the comments. Did you see that that uh, um, the uh, Braves have lost eleven of their last twelve interleague at home? I think it's they've won. Oh, they've lost eleven of their last twelve. That's what. That's it was. fascinating. I didn't know that. Uh. Uh-uh. See, that's that's what you. Uh, that's what that's what you're here for because not only do we like give out facts and stuff. We I, got sharp people in the comments. I've, I've said it. I've said it since I started here, man. We've got we've got some of the sharpest handicappers and sports people out in the comments section. So. Uh, very good. So, any interest in college football tonight? So, what do you got? So, we got no feel on the side. We're leaning over for the uh, World Series. Yeah. As for the side, it's a complete pass. But since I have Houston in six, I'm kind of obligated to take Houston to plus money. Yeah, I'll take the plus money. That's that's kind of that's kind of how I'm going to have to play this. Um, weird college football card. Not a lot of excitement there. You got uh, you got you got Navy and Tulsa. The kind of the uh, kind of the disappointment bowl. Two teams that have uh, kind of underperformed. Although Tulsa, you know, I, uh, they're, they're three and four. Navy's four and three. Or uh, I mean, they're, they're three and four. Navy's one and six. Uh, Navy's a little better against the uh, the number. How about that though? Navy recovers the onside. Potentially is going to tie Cincinnati. Loses the game. How about plus eleven and a half against Tulsa? Kind of an interesting line, isn't it? It is. It, it almost is it. Is it too good to be true, Scott? Is it is it a banana in the tailpipe wanting you to take the uh, the public dog there with Navy at plus 11? I'm still tempted by it, though, because I don't know how if Tulsa should really be favored by double digits over many teams in that conference. Navy's one of those teams that even though they're not great, if you have an awful defensive game plan for the option, you're screwed. So I do think that Navy can find ways to milk the clock, make it a low-scoring game, and make it close. I'll go with Navy in the under. Yeah, that's what we were we were talking. the The Navy drives they still do the they still do the running service academy thing where they have those long excruciating drives. Problem yeah, if, with if Navy has the ball, you might want to do some laundry, you know, do some chores around the house. Yeah, They'll come back ten minutes later, and they still have the ball. They just moved about sixty yards. Yeah, you could pause it and then do some shit, and you come back and you just run it. You go fast forward, fullback dive, fullback dive, fullback dive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh it's. 
it's not a fun it's not a fun team to watch. It is if you have them though. If you if you're backing them because they can go on especially if you have the under cuz they can go on 6 minute drives they get 45 yards they'll still punt the ball or they'll still fucking go for it on fourth down and Do you think there's turn potential value on the money one? They're what? Because I'm curious if you think Navy can get the job done. Navy's fared well against Tulsa in the past, but Navy's been pretty awful this season as a whole, but yep. I still think that if you want to talk about a team that has really struggled with, against the option in the past, it's Tulsa. So I do think it might be getting some value with a team that pushed Cincinnati to the brink. Maybe some of that momentum carries over. I think Navy might be able to shock some people and win this game. Navy's been very and very good in Tulsa, and Lawrence is putting that is pointing that out as well. And that's when I was looking at this game. Uh, Tulsa has not been a good home team in this series, at, at least no. lately. Uh, thank you for your service, by the way, Miguel. Um, he said he was a retired Navy, Navy chief. So, uh, yeah, he's got he's, so he's got a dog in the fight tonight. Um, I'm in for that prop, Zach. Prop bet on what's the longest drive in terms of plays. What is it? What's the number? No, that doesn't exist. It's the longest touchdown would be a prop available. He's saying the number of plays on a drive. What's the most that you'll get in the game? Will you get a 16-play drive for a touchdown? Will you get a 14-play for a touchdown? Boy, if, I think I think the Navy game would be the one to play it. It the, would the be. 20, that, that yeah, prop, they that had prop a 20 doesn't pl- exist. I would love it if that prop did exist just for the fun of it. But I'm going to go with 17. Yeah, he, he said they had a tw- 20 plays the other week. That was the 20-play, 11-minute drive. That was against Memphis, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's the one he's talking about. <laughs> that was brutal. All right, so you and I are on the same page there. A little value. You got a price on that? You got you got that number up? Money line? We're looking at 400? Uh, the money line. Three, I 380, see... 350? Uh, yeah, I see roughly 370. Okay, all right. Pretty good guess, right? If you want to put a sprinkle there on, on a Friday night, wouldn't hate I think it. there's worse bets than taking a triple option team against a team that it has owned in the past and trying to get plus 370 on it. Yep, agreed. Uh, by the way, Tebow, uh, they killed me too. I had Cincinnati to roll in that game. I was I was stunned. Yeah, you knew you were in trouble when Cincinnati went three and out the first series, and then the, and then the next well, the series. issue that I would the issue that really just kind of showcased itself was that Ritter as a passer, not really great beyond fifteen yards. Not a big downfield guy yet. He's not he's not making those pro throws. No. Um, UNLV Nevada, Scott, it's the battle for the, I think it's the heaviest trophy that college teams play for. It's the 556-pound, some sort of cannon that they have in the Can they just swap a cannon for, like, a roulette wheel or something? You know that's what they... have a trophy with a huge roulette wheel on it. You know UNLV's got the slot machine for the the turnovers on the sideline? Right, right. uh, Give me me a roulette or something. The big six wheel. You know what the big six wheel is? You see those? You don't see them much anymore. They're the giant... Wheels like a carnival wheel, and they'd have like dollar bills on them. I've seen, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, that's what they they need to like spin the spin the. To have a I big, think I played that wheel. in the Bellagio. I'm sure you you seem like that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I dabble every now and then. Dabble in the pick. I'm a professional big six player. Really? Okay. How does that work out? The loudest guy that's there just fade him. Yeah, no question. He'll lose in twenty. He'll lose in ten minutes. No question about that. Yeah, Timothy Lindsay wants to know about the total. I think we're both leaning under in this one. Any anything with Navy involved? I can't take the over. With Plus, him. I'm not uh, that t- that Tulsa offense. Um, it's not good. It's, it's it's been it's been better, but it's not great. They could, you know, what they can run the ball. They can run the ball a little bit, and uh, no good. You want them to run the ball if you have the under because yeah, you know yeah. Navy's going to run the ball. No question, no question at all. 
Uh, you got a thought on the UNLV Nevada game? Seems to me, it seems like a lot of points. I'm taking the points. UNLV is a team that I roasted going into the year. Yep. Because I thought this team would stink. Mm-hmm. They haven't won a game. Nope. But they have been surprisingly competitive in conference play. They blew a pretty decent lead against San Jose State last week. Nevada's good. I still feel like they're missing something every year. I don't know if it's a killer instinct that they're lacking or something. Is it, is it a bowl game? No, I know they go to the No, because they make it to the bowl game. The issue is that I just feel like they're a team that doesn't really lay it on teams that they should. No, no, they, they definitely they definitely play with their food. They make too many trips to the buffet out there. Is what I saw that last year. I took Nevada against New Mexico, who was using like a third-string quarterback, and that game was randomly close. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, UNLV, like I said, they're 0-7. They're 4-3 against the number. Every time they've had a double-digit spread, they've covered it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. And it's a, it's a rivalry game, Scott. You've got you know, you got Vegas versus Reno. Hard not to take the points there. I also like that new quarterback UNLV used for the San Jose State game. Now, he didn't win the game, no. but if you actually watched him as a true freshman, I thought he actually looked decent out there. He was all right. Um, yeah. Compared for UNLV quarterbacks, all right is... A Hall of Famer right there. They don't have much. They don't have good quarterback play. QBR is awful. It's like it's like twenty eight. Surprisingly though, it's a team high by about twenty five. Thank you. Good night. I'll be here all week, folks. Tip your your weight staff. Uh, You got you got a feeling on the total? Uh, It's under a pass for me. Really? Uh, yeah. Just I at the end of the day, I think that you can make an argument for the over because UNLV's defense has not been great, but it is a rivalry game. I still, for some reason, just think that this total's a bit high. I think Nevada might call off the dogs. I'll go with the under. I think you're a bit high. Yeah, this is this one's going over. This is a Nevada team that wants to throw the ball and throw the ball some more. And uh, we'll see. UNLV, they have just one problem on defense. They can't stop the pass. So I think there's going to be points. I think if UNLV keeps it close, which I think they will, I think they're going to have to chase. Okay, we'll see. Okay, okay. Uh, quick reminder, guys, you are listening to Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. And, of course, um, I would almost say stay tuned, but take a break. Make a uh, make a small bathroom trip there between shows because we'll be right back doing the live version of our uh, preview show for College Football Top 25. So excited about that. we got the number one team back in play. And we've got... We've got a Presbyterian play that only. Uh, well, we're, we're going to talk about that. Well, that's a little. That's a little teaser for the next show because we're going to talk about Presbyterian just a little bit. All right, buddy. Well, you know what? It's time to get to it. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, we have. Well, I don't know if you want to cover any of the NBA first. Um, yeah, there's a fairly big NBA card. I know we got NBA fans out there. Yeah, give me. Uh, let's let's take a couple minutes and do some uh, do some NBA. You know, you know me, Scott. I'm not a I don't switch gears really well until football is kind of starting to peter out. So um, NBA, especially college, especially college ball. And I know it's, I know there's a lot of value in early college lines, but I just have so much bandwidth as one single person. So uh, I will sometimes give short shrift to the NBA. That's my point. No, no, no offense to any NBA people. I love college basketball about a week and a half. You know, I'm ready to go. I know you are. You know, the weird thing is NBA is my best sport last year. And uh, really, yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was like sixty-one percent NBA and college I ba- college basketball. I said before, I actually wrote it down. I think I had a hundred and eight picks. I went sixty-three point two percent. You killed it! You killed it! I absolutely crushed it. Nathan Cerna said, "I can't wait to start slamming bets on Pine Bluff." Hell yeah, <laughs> man! After that, Mississippi Valley State, Chicago State might be back in Chicago action. State really going to play a full season. On. I'm so excited! Yes, yes, there are uh, the man after my own heart right there. 
All right, so we got a, we got uh, seven games tonight. What are you digging on, bud? Well, we talked about it before in the comment section and just in general. Unders have so far been the way to go in the NBA because players, especially, well, James Harden is an example, but a lot of players have really not fully adjusted to the referee swallowing the whistle. So you have seen a lot of, let's just say, questionable shot selections hoping for bailout calls and you really haven't gotten them right and the more physical style of basketball has resulted in lower scoring games my play today was in the dallas denver game i got it at 220 and a half i got the under it went to 215 and a half so i beat a five point line move already hopefully that goes well other than that i'm looking at the miami under again charlotte i know charlotte offensively is good miami's defense has not allowed more than 96 points in regulation this season. Yeah. I have to blindly take the under in every game they play, or at least the team total under for Charlotte. Agreed. Especially that's a, that's a home game for Miami. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that. You know, I think there's value until the nets show me a little bit more. I think there's value on the Pacers at, at plus eight and a half. The nets aren't very good right now. And it's not a hot take. This team has played mediocre basketball. They, should have lost to Philly, so the record should be even worse. Right. But Indiana's defense is terrible, so I'm not looking at a total there. But I do think with Sabonis, with Turner, and even Brogdon has been great this year. Duarte's been a pretty good rookie. I do think they have enough talent to keep it close. Yeah, that's the thing. And they and they haven't done a great job. They're just one and four on the season. They're one and four against the number. But I think it's I think it's a great opportunity for them to step up against a team they're pretty familiar with. And this is mainly for me a fate a fate of a Nets team that uh the uh uh that just hasn't like you said they haven't got it together yet they're still missing Kyrie. Um Jersilki's played like garbage, but that's a separate story. Jersilki man says a great play on the uh, great call on the Charlotte the other night. Yep, thank you very much. That was uh we did en- we did enjoy hitting that one. Um okay. There's value on Cleveland tonight. I don't hmm. think the Lakers are very good. And I'm not sure if LeBron or AD is going to play. We've seen what Westbrook can do when LeBron's not going to play. He'll put up a lot of double-digit stats. Or not, do So AD's, pro, AD's probable. Uh, LeBron's still questionable. I'm looking at the under, though. The Lakers have played up tempo, but the Cavs have been in some really low-scoring games. The game against the Clippers was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, That game got into the 170s, I think. But Cleveland has been, as what I said earlier in the week, a feisty team. They're young, but Mobley's been great defensively. Jared Allen's a very good rim protector. Their interior defense is actually very good. They're good enough to take on AD. Uh, an AD that's still hobbling around at like eighty percent. Yeah, that's, that's so. I I, th- I think the Lakers will win the game. I don't think they're going to lose to the Thunder and the Cavs back to back. But I do question: Do I want to lay this many points when LeBron might not play? The answer is no. Yeah, and this is a a Cleveland team that's won and covered three straight, including the the two on their road trip. They're they're having a nice West Coast swing as they've uh, they beat they beat Denver by twelve as nine and a half point dogs, and they beat the Clippers by thirteen as eight point dogs. So uh, you're not playing a back to back there. I I like them in that spot. I you know I like the, I like the under as well. Ride that hot hand and and play in the under two twenty two. Yeah, I'm I'm with mm-hmm. you. All right, my friend, let's do it. Let's uh let's get it on here as we, you and I have put our heads together. We have come up with our best play for today. Oh, this one's going to really hurt. In a segment that uh, we like to call Bet the Farm. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Mm-hmm. 
right. Mm. All right, Scott. I swear to God, we'll have our we'll have our sound effects back for the uh... Scott. What do you think about plus money line Pelicans versus Kings? Real quick. I despise the Pelicans team, so I'm not interested. Okay, very good. I know you. You can't ask him a question about the Pelicans. He hates them like a, with a passion. Without All right, Zion. They were my favorite win total under on the year. So for our uh, bet the farm play, we are going to uh, we are going to eschew the games tonight. We are going to pass on the two college games tonight. We're going to pass on the World Series game. We're going to instead take a look in the ranks of college football tomorrow, and this is going to be in the Big Twelve as the Baylor Bears entertain the Texas Longhorns. Hook 'em horns. Nope. We're going to say down with your horns as we are going to take the Baylor Bears minus two and a half. That's a minus one ten bet MGM. Texas, if you're not aware, they have lost two of their they have lost their last two games. While Baylor has won each of its first three home games by at least 14 points. Roll on Bears, including BYU, by the way. So they uh, have beaten some decent competition. Correct, not. correct. It's not just the little sisters of the poor there in the uh, in the Big 12 that they've been beaten up on, uh, as well as Southeastern Louisiana. No Baylor, uh, they like to run the football. They're 12th in the country at yards per rush at 5.5. You know what Texas can't do, Scott? They cannot stop the run. Oh, that is not a good combination as they are 112th in the country in defensive yards per rush at 5.2. I think the Baylor Bears run it early, often, and down the throats of the Texas Longhorns and cover that number. Give us the Baylor Bears, the green and gold, minus the two and a half over the Longhorns. I think the best part of it is that even if Texas is winning in the fourth quarter, yeah, I did that before. I wasn't sure if you saw that. No, I didn't. But I, I did it before. But even if Texas is winning in the fourth quarter, Good, because we've seen them blow every single week. We got them right where we want them, buddy. Got them right where we want them, where Sarkeesian starts getting too conservative and blowing the game. Browns backer says, I'm sick of Texas screwing me the last two weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give it, let's uh, take a chance on them as a uh, play the other side right here. So, that, By the way, Baylor, do they have the better coach in the matchup? Because I think they might. Mm, hot take, buddy. Hot take. I'll tell you what, though. Baylor's coach, really, really good. Marco, uh, Marco says he's still fading Presbyterian, dude. We got it. We're, we're gonna, gonna talk. We're gonna talk about. Yeah. it. that's one of the most interesting lines on the entire. Call. Yes, because and we're gonna we're gonna leave you with this. Presbyterian is the favorite, and we're gonna we're gonna tell you how we're gonna play that on our next video. Stay stay tuned, guys, or come back and see us in about ten minutes. We'll be back with our college football show. That's gonna do it for today's edition of Heading Back to the Window. As always. I have been Scott Steen. He has been Scott Reichel. We thank you guys for stopping by. It's been a blast. Guys, have a great day. Stay tuned. We'll see you in just a minute. Later.